welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Amen. Now, we have been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I made a little list of those that we've done. And it's amazing things that we've covered already. Uh, some have been majored on and some have been covered while we're doing others. But spiritual gifts that we've already covered, speaking in tongues is really where we began. And we talked a little bit about interpretation of tongues, which is closely related. We've talked about gifts of prophecy. We've talked about the gifts of words of wisdom, the gifts of knowledge, gifts of faith, gifts of serving, gifts of leadership, gifts of teaching, gifts of encouraging, gifts of giving, gifts of showing mercy, gifts of compassion, and gifts of discernment. Well, that is quite a that is quite a list. Today I want to look at one that Paul lists. He says, to another gifts of healings by that one spirit. And, and what is the healing that comes to us as a gift from God? Now, first of all, what we need to do is when you when you bring a word like this, for some of you, it'll be like, yeah, I've heard about healing before. Praise God. I love healing. But also what needs to happen is there needs to be a trigger that then gives us revelation. Let me let me read what Paul wrote to the Ephesians about revelation. He he was praying for the Ephesians uh, through his book and he writes this. I keep asking that God, the that the. He had his teeth in. I, I, I've just changed mine. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's the Holy Spirit, of course. Why? Why would we want that? So that we can work miracles, so that we can operate in the gifts? No. Firstly and foremost, Paul says, so that you may know him better. Okay. Because all of these gifts flow from our relationship with our Father. And when we know who the Father is and we know how loving and how accepting he is of everybody, he loves the whole world, remember. That's the reason he sent his Son, love. Not to condemn the world, but to see the world back in relationship with him and living in freedom. I pray, writes Paul, continuing, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance, his glorious inheritance. An inheritance is something you receive that is yours, often from parents who've gone before us. Okay, and our inheritance from God, he hasn't died, but we are being given through Jesus all of that which is available in heaven. And this is where we need the revelation because we can, we, sometimes when we're praying for healing, we're like begging, we're, we, we feel inadequate, we feel unworthy. And revelation brings a change like that. Paul says, his glorious inheritance in his holy people, because he makes us holy, remember, and his incomparably great power for those who believe. But very often this great power gets left or this understanding of this great power gets left behind and it and we don't fully operate in it and we we miss out on really the fullness of of what God has for us now um what i want to do is therefore we want to ask the lord to uh give us revelation this morning so that like a, that light bulb switch goes on 
and we see everything in a different way. Um, I haven't prepared this, so yeah, just bear with me. I want to show you something here. Now I've got to type some stuff in. So let me just do that. Okay. Uh, tell me in a minute when I put this on the screen what this says. Okay. So here we go. Can you hear the typing in the background? Ah, oh, there it is. It started to come up. Okay. Right. Let me just finish that one off. Uh, da, 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 da. It well, was something that I did prepare, but I, in that sort of reset of stuff, uh, it got lost. There we go. See that there? I'll stick it over there so it's not right over my head. Um, what does that mean? It's one of those things, one of those word picture things. Do you know what it means? Okay. The word of God can sometimes be like this that we um, we can uh, we can see the words and if you're listening to the audio podcast uh, it's got give 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 in one column and then the column next to it says get 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 okay uh, so what is that what does it mean uh, I wonder if anybody give get says Karina in the chat yeah that's what it says uh, I'll tell you what the phrase is it is forgive and forget okay so it's a word picture that makes a common phrase forgive and forget now now i've told you that if you've got it you've got revelation in the natural we're not talking about holy spirit revelation obviously that it means forgive and forget okay cool uh let's, let's do another one shall we yes says everybody uh, actually they're probably groaning here's uh, uh another one what is the meaning of this one? I'll stick that over there as well. What do you think that one means? Okay, this again, it's a bit like, and it's only a bit like, it's an illustration. It's a bit like reading the word and, and getting into the word. And then the Holy Spirit says, this is what it means, you see. And we can read these words about us having incomparably great power. We can, uh, we can, um, hear the words about the riches of his glorious inheritance and we can listen to healing as we are today we can see the words there but what we need is a deeper understanding now if you're listening on the podcast it says end across the screen and then it says end down the screen uh lauren is 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 going for end to end which is pretty close i mean these things you know what it's like it's like those annoying annoying things on uh on uh, facebook where someone puts up how much does this add up to? And no matter what you put, it's going to be wrong because they've got a different answer. I have actually got only one answer here. Alex also says end-to-end. -end. Um, the meaning we're going for is making ends meet. Okay? So if you've got end-to-end, -end, that's a, a partial revelation. But, uh, you know, it, it does. It, now you know it says making ends meet. You've got no problem uh, seeing it. i got one more because this is kind of uh, one that fits in uh, really well with uh, what we're talking about. Uh, see if you can do this one. Make sure I type it incorrectly. There we go. Uh, we'll get rid of that one, shall we? And we'll stick that one over there. If you're listening on the Audible uh, broadcast, it now says next to me on the screen, T North, T N O R F. 
Okay, what does that one mean? Anybody got any good ideas? Of course, I realise because of the length of broadcast, it, it can take a while to get through. But I really want to um, drive something home here that, that when the Holy Spirit brings revelation, you get it. You see, there's a, there's a click over. And, and sometimes we, we can feel failures or we're really struggling hard to believe in something. Uh, and, we, and, 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 and that makes us feel unworthy. But really, it's just spending time with God. It's walking with Jesus. It's being in relationship with him. Josh has got it. I can see in the chat. Uh, it's being in relationship with him so that, so that we get this revelation when we're reading God's word. And a lot of... A lot of Christians, they miss out on the fullness of what God has for them because they forget that the Holy Spirit has to bring revelation. It's coming through now in the chat. Alex, you get the uh, prize, I think, for uh, being first. Kiri, you've also got it back to front. Oh, no, you were first. Alex, back to front. And Denise, uh, back to front. Is the right one. If you look at it carefully, you'll see it is the word front backwards. So it means back to front. I know, I know, I know. It, it, it can make you groan, which is obviously what God's revelation doesn't do. But we can get things back to front in the sense that we are trying to make things happen ourselves. Uh, and what we have to rely on is, of course, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I enjoy these obviously far too much. So let's uh, let me just type another one in. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Put that one over there too. So what's that one then? That one's that one in in some ways is is easier. But again, you've got to understand the way these things work. But that is why we walk in relationship with God, because as we understand him, we understand the word more thoroughly. And the Holy Spirit comes and we get that wisdom. We get that revelation and we understand it. And we need revelation to walk in healing because we can just read the words about healing and gifts of healing, which we're obviously focusing on as well. And we can we can understand the words, but we don't necessarily get the fullness. If you're listening on the audio broadcast, it says K-J-U-S-T-K. Uh, and Lauren, I think you are the first person uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the thing to get it. So well done, Lauren. Uh, Jossie's coming through in a close second. There it is, just in case. Just in case. Yes, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a trick one, that one really, isn't it? Oh, well, praise God. Let's get rid of that now. That'll do for now. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're getting the point. We need revelation from the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can read the words, but we need that light bulb moment that goes on. We need that Holy Spirit. Uh, Karina is saying, uh, it's to a K at the beginning and at the end. So just is in between the Ks. And so the way these things work, Karina, is just in Ks, just in case. Okay. As a, easier if you know, if you see a word inside another thing, it's usually something to do with this in something. Uh, so if you know the system, if you know the way it works, you get it a lot quicker. But that is the same with our Holy Spirit. If we un begin to understand that we have a father who is kind, who is loving, who is accepting, who who sent his son to die for the whole world because he wants to bring them back into relationship, who 
uh, doesn't want to condemn us, but does call us to a life of holiness and righteousness. If we've got that, then when we read the word, we're going to we're more likely because we're walking in relationship with Jesus to understand what God is saying to us. You see, many people try and read the Bible without being reliant on the Holy Spirit. Some people aren't even Christians and you can never get the fullness of what it's mean. It's like those word pictures that I was just showing. You can kind of see the letters on the screen. You can see some of the words, but you're not going to get the actual meaning that we're going for in the word picture. It's just a parable to show how when we know God, when we know the Holy Spirit, then uh, when we know Jesus, when we know what they're about, when we know He's going to sit next to the woman at the well and gently bring her into a place where she gets the revelation that he is the Messiah, not just bash her over the head. We begin to see and understand God in greater and greater, greater and greater detail. OK, so I want to go to a passage in the Gospel of Matthew. OK, uh, and this is where. Uh, we're going to start off or kick off with healing because gifts of healings are basically ministering and working with healing and releasing healing into the lives, uh, into our own lives, but also into the lives of other people. And the reason it should be strictly translated from the Greek gifts of healings is each time we are we are in a healing situation, that gift is being released. So it's multiple gifts of many different healings. OK, and of course, like all the gifts, it works very much uh, in connection with some of the others. Healing can come from having a word of knowledge that uh, about the situation. Uh, maybe somebody needs to let go of something and forgive something, and that will enable the faith to arise to receive their healing. Maybe we'll get back onto that a little bit more. Words of wisdom, having godly wisdom and gifts of discernment. Uh, which is understanding what God wants to do and understanding what is of, of God, uh, means that we can pray for somebody in the right right way. Uh, although we are to lay hands on the sick, the way we go into these situations and the way healing is released is not always just through laying on of hands. This God can lead us to do different things. He can, you know, people have been healed by being told to go and bathe in a river, for example. Jesus uh, spat into the mud and then smeared it in someone's eyes in another case. These are not, oh, this is what you must do to heal blind people. These are examples of the other gifts of hearing God and discernment and knowledge whilst you're praying for others. Uh, and in some situations, you can't just lay hands on somebody. You know, it's physically impossible, like right now over the Internet. But we can still certainly release healing. It was when Jesus spoke to the centurion. The centurion was basically saying, yep, that's the word. My servant is healed. And Jesus says, don't you want me to come and lay hands on him? And the centurion says, no, no, you've said it. So it's done. He got revelation. He got revelation that it's like you've said it. So it's done because the centurion, you see, understood authority as a soldier. He he was used to uh, saying things like, um, let this happen, and then a soldier makes it happen. Brian is saying, I was healed through the worship. Praise God. Nobody laid hands on you. Why don't you, can you give us some more details, Brian? Put up some more details, uh, and, and we'll stick them on the screen. Because also, that is another way we are led into releasing healing. We, 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 we receive healing in the worship. Why? Because we're connecting with God. But also, this other way I'm talking about is we hear the testimony of others 
and it lifts us into trusting God, lifts us into that place of relationship. Now, ultimately, all healing depends on God. Okay, so keep that focus. Otherwise, you can end up. The enemy likes to make us feel bad about these things. Let's have a look at this, this story, this narrative, this account that Mark gives. It's from Mark chapter 8, reading from verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on them. Okay, you see, Jesus modeled healing all the time. Karina is just saying you could be healed reading about Jesus healing in the Bible. And you must have written that just before I did it. So, yes, that's absolutely it. As we read this, you realize that Jesus can touch you where you are now because he's no longer walking in the body of a human being here on the planet. He is God and he comes as the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he touches us and the fever, the sickness, the illness can leave us and we can get up and wait and wait on him. We can get back to our lives, which are to serve God and to worship him in, in that way. Now, many people can get lost in the fact that that story, like many other stories, and, and of course it's it's longer if you read the account uh, in, in Luke. Sorry, I just read from uh, Matthew, not Mark, but the story is also in Mark. Uh, and it's a bit longer there. Uh, Mark, Matthew gives us a very short uh, account of it. Uh, but the story isn't there as an, just as an example to teach us. The story is because this is part of the way God is. He is a God who heals us. And it says that when evening came, they were still there at Simon's uh, or Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house. Uh, and when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with the word and healed, listen to this, all the sick. Sometimes people get hit up on that uh, God only heals certain people. None of these people who were healed that evening have we got their stories. Okay, none of them. We don't have it. None of them do we have. And then Matthew drives home his healing point here uh, that this was to fill what was spoken, fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So Matthew's saying, this is what's in the scripture. This is the nature of God to heal. When we operate in any of the gifts, it is to enable us to operate in the nature of God. So if you have a word of knowledge, it's not to enable us to bring uh, judgment over somebody else or have control over somebody else or to manipulate somebody into doing what we think is right. Because that is not the nature of God. So it's not the way God gives us to use the gift. God doesn't heal people to give them like uh, treats and temptations to make sure that they are obedient. He is a healer. He is the healer. And that's why he heals us. So Peter also, uh, maybe, he, you know, he remembers this story. I'm sure he did. He also wrote in, in his first letter. And he too quotes from the prophet Isaiah because that's the scriptures that they're using to communicate Jesus he took all our sins says Peter writing himself writing it down upon himself when he hung on the cross so that now we might die to a life of sin and live in ways that are right and pleasing to God it is through his wounds that we are healed set free completely 
That's the truth version translation there that really just uh, puts it across. In the, if you read the Passion translation, it says, our instant healing flows from his wounding, which is a very poetic and beautiful way to put it. The word for wounds there in the Greek, it, it's uh, molopis, melopes, or, molopes or something like that, molopes. Um, uh, it, it means wounds that have been received in a battle, wounds that you get from fighting. It's wounds made in a war, and it's a mark left on the body or stripes left in the body, which is why you've probably heard the same expression, by his stripes we are healed. That is another way to put that scripture. The stripes that he received from the whip, uh, he was beaten. These He fought for us. He fought the reason his stripes heal us is because that's what Jesus fought to make sure it was established that we could take hold of it through all of time and take hold of that healing. And the word for healing that is used is iamai, and it means to heal, but it means to cure, it means to restore, it means to be made whole. And this can be in body and mind. Joyce is helpfully putting up the full quotations uh, in the chat here. Uh, this one is 1 Peter 2, 24. The other one is Matthew 8, 14. Okay, praise God. So by the wounds that Jesus received in the battle to establish the victory for us, we are completely made whole. So when we operate in this gifting, we are basically releasing something that Jesus has won for us. He is our example. Is He is our pattern. And then, of course, he tells us to follow him in exactly the same way. Now, I'm going to read a passage that sometimes people, uh, the first reaction is, oh, but that says in my Bible, this is not in some early scriptures. And that's absolutely right. In the very earliest accounts of Mark, this last bit of Mark is not there. It was added later. Uh, but it wasn't added lots and lots later, and it's still in our scripture. And it's basically what the early church taught and believed. It's still, in other words, scripture it's still the word of god okay uh, and this is jesus now speaking to his disciples when he's having uh, um, when he appears to them then jesus appeared before the 11 apostles as they were eating a meal he corrected them for having such hard unbelieving hearts because they did not believe those who saw him after the resurrection uh, the story just before this in mark of course is the women that believe in jesus and now he's going to his uh, his 11 apostles, as it writes here, and saying, why did you not believe? Did You you didn't trust my word. And, and, and God still says to us today, trust my word. So as we read this next bit, let's trust his word. Because it, it's this trust, it's this faith that enables these gifts to be released. Obviously, the gift of faith can be something that releases that, that sense of prayer declaration as you pray for somebody that they're going to be healed okay let that happen to you while we're reading this because we're going to pray for georgia uh, at the end of this for that complete healing for her so he appealed to them while they were eating and corrected them and he said to them as you go into all the world as you go not some that sometimes it's got so focused on go into all the world, particularly from the Matthew version, that people think it only means when you go off on a mission trip or you've got to go somewhere else. The correct translation is really as you go, as you go about your life in Hammonby, 
in Filey, in Scarborough, in York, in Whitby, in Liverpool, wherever you're watching, in Leicester today, as you go, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. The word that is used, preach, is the word from which we get evangelize. Uh, and it, it means to to bring good news, to bring good tidings, to bring something that is that is really good into into people's lives. As you tell people the good news, not as you leave them feeling terrible, not as you leave them condemned, as you share the good news in words and actions. Then whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracles will accompany those who believe. And then Jesus talks about what he has done. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. Yes, you will. They will speak in tongues. Yes, you will. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. Oh, I come. That's a little bit weird, isn't it? That's a little bit odd. They will pick up snakes and not be harmed is another way of translating that. Uh, and drink poison and not be you know, it won't be deadly to them. What's going on there? It's an idiom. It, in Aramaic, this was a way of talking about uh, overcoming your enemies, which is the picking up the snakes. And the drinking poison is you will deal with the attacks that are on your, on your character. You will be, uh, you won't be drowned in what others say about you. Listen, some, some of you out there today, you need to see this scripture here. You will not drink you will not be harmed from drinking anything poisonous. It's talking about words that are being dripped about you or things that are said about you that are not correct. You don't need to be afraid from them because scripture says you will not be harmed by them. That's it's it's a picture. It's an idiom. It's like if I say, uh, I don't know, Brian Ward is as cool as a cucumber. You don't think I'm thinking he's literally as cold as a cucumber or that Brian Ward is a cucumber. I am using an idiom of speech. Uh, if I was in London, I never really spoke with uh, uh, rhyming, Cockney rhyming slang, but I might say, do you like my new whistle? What do you think of my new whistle? And, of course, whistle and flute is suit. Do you like my new suit? I haven't literally got a whistle. Or we might talk about somebody who gets in trouble uh, and you just say, oh, they, they were caught red-handed. They were obviously guilty. They were caught by red, they were caught red-handed. We don't mean they've got red hands. Okay, it's an idiom. Or you might be tickled pink about something. You know, uh, grandma was tickled pink because you remembered to ring, uh, ring her and say happy birthday or whatever. You know, grandma is neither being tickled and grandma is not gone some shade that's like the colors in the background here of pink. It's an expression. And with this part here, that is really what it's talking about. It's talking about that you will be protected from the power of whatever the enemy does against you. But the final bit that I didn't mention after that is that he then says, Jesus then says, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. This is really important because uh, it's, it's about... Jesus saying, you're not just going to pray for people and beg God, in other words, really, to heal them. It's about us walking in that glorious inheritance, us walking in the power of God. And again, laying on hands 
it's something very physical. It doesn't mean the only way somebody is healed is by the laying on of hands. We know that because Jesus didn't always lay on hands. And we have that uh, story I referred to earlier, for example, of the centurion's servant who is healed when Jesus says, I will go to him and heal him. And the centurion in that just says, no, it's all right. You have the authority. I know you've released the authority for healing. He's already healed. So we don't even have to be next to one another or anywhere close to anybody for people to be healed when we pray for them. When we pray next uh, for anybody, know that you don't have to be there next to them. But also know that the laying on... Why, so why do we bother with the laying on of hands then, you might ask? Because it's to help us in our faith. It shows, it's a clear picture. It's speaking without words of God imparting from heaven to that person. And actually, when you are praying for somebody, it's like you are taking hold of what is in heaven and releasing here on earth. You're the conduit. You're the, the watering can that somebody is filled up with water and it's now being poured out. You are filled up with the Holy Spirit from heaven and it's now being poured out. Although the picture of a hose pipe is more accurate because we are supposed to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. So even as we are praying, the Holy Spirit is pouring through us. So that laying on of hands is the spout of uh, the watering can or the spout of the hose pipe. And it's you you're releasing it can be very powerful for the person being prayed for as well again words are not just spoken words are in actions if we're going to evangelize the world we can't just talk about jesus we have to show jesus we have to live jesus we've got to be in our community which is one of the powerful lessons isn't it of of lockdown and not being able to meet in this building right here behind me is Jesus and the Father, the Holy Spirit, really emphasizing gathering is important, but actually church is every single day of the week where we are in our community. It's communicating God to our local community. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. And after saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down and the place of honor at the right hand of God. Jesus is in heaven answering all our prayers. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with the miracle signs that accompanied them. Gifts of healings are not just for the church. Gifts of healings are for the world. Because God is compassionate. God wants to reach out, but he does that through his body as he did it through Jesus. He does it today through us and he reaches out to see people healed. But also in doing that, those healings then become a sign. They then become a wonder. But believe me, not everybody who gets a miraculous healing becomes a believer. People explain things away. People look for other reasons or they simply they don't want to be accountable to God in that way. So we are to eagerly desire the gifts of God. And we are also told to lay on hands. And the gifts of healings are that actual manifestation of healing that happens when you pray for somebody that we are all called to pray in. Cheryl is saying, thank you for the prayers. We haven't finished them yet, Cheryl. Uh, thank you for the prayers. The neurosurgeon uh, are keeping Georgia in a coma today to let her rest. She's got some bleeding on the brain. 
uh, and they're, you're going to go and see you at three. Praise God. Well, if you have the opportunity, Cheryl, take our prayers that we're going to pray in a minute sort of with you. Uh, if you want to have a piece of cloth or something with you as we pray in a minute and you can physically lay hands on that on behalf of all of us and then you can either lay your hands on Georgia if you're allowed to in that situation or maybe you can leave the piece of cloth. But actually at the end of the day, these things are only there to aid our faith it will be the words that we speak. Okay, I'm glad you can. Uh, that's really good news that you're going in. I want to just do uh, one uh, short final piece of teaching before we pray. So please just keep listening because uh, this is really important, but I'll make it really quick because if we're going to release, if we're going to be praying in healing, uh, we need to talk about spiritual warfare because healing is spiritual warfare. Now, you need to be careful. Don't hear me as I talk about these things. Oh, that's what's going to happen. No, I'm telling you so that if you see some of these things happening, you know exactly what it is and you can rise up in faith over it. Because the things that happen when we're going into healing, when we're going through healing and post-healing are things that the enemy causes to happen often. Uh, it could be our own flesh, but often the enemy is really involved because he hates healing. He is about sickness. He is about destruction. He is about seeing people uh, in, in depression, mentally sick, uh, uh, mentally unwell, as well as physically unwell or even spiritually unwell. He delights in all of these things. So he hates this. So when you are talking about healing, uh, you can just get funny things going to happen. That, that thing with the cameras that happened at the beginning of today, that's never happened before. I still don't really know what happened. A blip in the program, the program had to restart. That's that's typical of this sort of thing. It could be just the program going wrong, okay? I fully accept that, of course. I don't see demons behind every bush. But you also need to know that you have to take authority over these things. Anyway, going into a healing situation, you can suddenly hit depression. A sudden depression can come over you. Don't be surprised if that's happening. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. He hates healing. You can just become very disinterested and tired. There will be people who sadly have stopped listening today already because they were feeling a bit tired and thought, I think I'll go and have a rest and lie down. And they were taken away from hear hearing the fullness of what God wants to impart by revelation to them that it is time for them to lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Not just special people, every single child of God. You can get into places of anger and frustration. You, you're going into a healing situation. You can end up in an argument with somebody. I mean, come on. How many of you have had an argument just going to church? You know that thing we used to do when we used to gather <laughs> you know, you could you, you probably get it in your household now, even just before live streams happening and you could end up not watching the, the live stream. The, the enemy just likes to probe and, and, and prod maybe areas that we're already a little bit weak in and use them. If anger and frustration is coming in in a healing situation, it's the enemy. Recognize it and dismiss him. Stand firm. Resist the enemy. Tension arguments. So common. Or it can suddenly be that heaven just feels like it's just above your, your head, but not in a positive way, like a shut door. You know, heaven's like brass is the expression. Suddenly it feels like you've been shut off from God. Get excited if you ever feel like that going into ministry. If you, The number of times when I've seen people healed in ministry and I'm praying, I feel like almost shut off from God sometimes. It's like bang. 
And it's a marvellous thing because when you get that now, you can rise up in faith knowing, aha, this is just the enemy. This is just something trying to stop it. I'm going to go for it. Okay? Uh, or just intense feelings of unworthiness come over us and stop us from praying. You are unworthy. But we are made worthy, holy, righteous, pure in Christ Jesus. So therefore we are right in God's eyes. We are righteous. We are holy if we repent and we come to him. It's nothing to do with us just being unworthy in ourselves. Stops an awful lot of people from praying. Stops people from walking with God. They feel unworthy and they don't know they've got to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Two key things that stop people uh, walking successfully, shall we say, as a Christian. One, they walk with unworthiness. And two, they don't know that it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then when you're actually in the situation, you can just get totally distracted. Things can happen around you that it encourage you. Nope, we're on the right track. Doubt, confused thoughts, bad thoughts even. You can even think something really negative. You can, you can even be tempted to terrible sin that takes you away from God. Right at the moment you want to pray. It's the enemy. Be excited. Don't think, oh, I'm not worthy. What a terrible thing just went through my mind. No, be excited. This is a moment for healing. You can feel like your faith is gone. You can feel like your anointing is gone. It's not based on your feelings. It's based on what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's the temptation to go safe, to go in the flesh. Well, let's not pray for healing. Let's pray that they feel better. Let's pray that over the next six months, you know, you've got to listen to God and pray for what God is saying. And because we want to go safe, we stop listening to God. We stop listening for what he is telling us to pray. And maybe he will tell us to pray for the next six months. This is where we need the gift of discernment to see what God is doing and just go for it. And then you can think, oh, I'm listening to God. Am I not listening to God? You know, just go for it. But these are things that are going to happen. You can focus on what's wrong rather than on what Jesus has done. You can focus on the broken leg or the cancer or whatever other diagnosis there is. You can focus on that and make it big and huge. Well, God is much bigger, much huger. That's who we need to be focused on. Other negative thoughts can come. Uh, you can be thinking nothing is happening. If you're praying for healing, something is always happening. Always, always, even if you can't tell. You can be feel like oh, I'm letting God down. This is terrible. I need to stop. People, people won't. People might not believe in God because I've failed. This is all the enemy. And when you get that stuff coming in, you're on the right track. Uh, the final one, this is one that's very easy to get into in some situations, is just to rush ahead of what God is doing. Oh, God wants you to be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm all for instant, quick declaration of healing. Okay, especially not into praying long prayers for healing because Jesus tells us to lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Jesus tells us to declare our healing over people okay but don't rush ahead of god sometimes god has to deal with some things in the people in the person's life uh, maybe the holy spirit will lead that person uh, into a place where they have revelation of the need to forgive somebody it's amazing how unforgiveness uh, can block the flow of god in our lives there's a whole parable about it you haven't got time for that now but it does and finally after the healing or after the time you've had again Sudden depression, 
Go and ask Elijah about it. You can suddenly feel, you think you're going to feel excited and elated, but the enemy sneaks in. When you start to feel depressed after seeing healings and miracles, or you've been in a healing, maybe you've even not seen the healing happen yet, it's the enemy will come in, resist it. Resist the enemy. Stand firm. And your enemy will stand firm in God and the enemy will flee from you. You can carry a sense of failure. You can carry, you can just end up feeling exhausted. This tiredness and exhaustion, common, common deception of the enemy. And we have to resist him. Uh, or we could just focus on the mistakes we made while we were praying, the things that we said was wrong. Maybe you quoted a scripture wrong and the enemy will come in and say, well, they didn't get healed because you quoted that scripture wrong. What absolute nonsense. It's the heart. And on a completely different note, of course, another way the enemy can restrict afterwards is to try and make you proud that you uh, you healed somebody you know, or proud even that you were used by God to heal somebody. And pride starts to come in. And it's, 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 a, it's a terrible thing for stealing away the fullness of operating in God's gifts. I mean, the gifts of God and the call of God are irrevocable. They'll still be within you. But pride is like a squash that uh, stops us moving in that fullness of God. Anyway, that is just very, very quick. You've got it now on the recording. You can look back at it. And I wanted to share it because you guys... You church, you family, this is the day of us praying for healing, declaring healing, laying hands on the sick and seeing people healed. And as soon as we do that, you need to be ready for any spiritual warfare. It's resist the enemy. Stand firm in God. Resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Stand firm in God. Resist the enemy and he will flee from you. So many people begin in this kind of ministry this kind of service, this kind of way of loving God, of making Jesus known and drift away from it because the enemy uses those things that I have just mentioned. Don't let him do it. You can stop him. He has no authority over you because Jesus is sat at the right hand of the Father. That is the place of all authority and we are sat in Christ. So therefore we are in that place of authority. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's pray let's just pray for people to be released in this gift and then we'll specifically pray for georgia there'll be others that need healing amongst us if you want to be praying for other people right where you are that's absolutely fine if you're with somebody that needs healing and you're in a household then lay hands on them and release that healing but let's do that and because we can you don't need this but because we can i will go over here and uh, we'll just bring in some music behind me hallelujah music doesn't make people healed you can't do this in the supermarket but it's like the laying on of hands it, we can use it to help us get into God's presence because we are seated in heavenly places so that we can see that release of healing okay father I thank you that as we've listened to this broadcast we thank you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that is exciting within us that it is me it is you it is me who is called to lay hands on the sick and it is me who god has called to operate in gifts of healings sure some will operate in more than others but it's god called me to operate in gifts of healings like all the gifts to see people healed because you 
love people and you want them to come into the fullness of what Jesus achieved for us by going through that cross. By the stripes of Jesus, people are healed. And Father, I thank you that faith is being excited right now in the lives of people, in the, in the minds and hearts, in the spirits of people watching this broadcast right now, whether you're watching it live at this moment or whether you're watching the recording later, faith is being excited in you. Do not be put off by a lack of success or feelings of failure or depression. Know that the enemy will try and stop you operating in this gift. It's one he particularly hates. It's kind of the antithesis of who he is. You know, if there was no sin in the, if there, sin brought sickness into the world, sin still does bring sickness into the world. I'm not saying you've sinned so you're sick, but sin brings sickness into this world. That's why we're surrounded by it. Even if it's the direct cause of selfishness and people, um, you know, using wrong chemicals in food d deliberately, that's a direct cause. But even beyond that, we are so intricately bound up in all of creation that sin brings these things into the world. Father, we thank you for the healing skills and knowledge of medical staff, of doctors, nurses, and first aid teams, and, and people that come into these. Father, we thank you for the provision of medical knowledge, but we also thank you now for the gifts of healings being released in people so that they can go and lay hands on the sick and declare in Jesus' name. And these things will be released. Hallelujah. And Father, we now pray, we reach out in the Spirit to lay hands on Georgia. Um, and Cheryl, if you're still watching, we're with you right now. And if you're not watching, we're with you anyway. And we lay hands on you and the whole family to speak peace first. Peace and God's wholeness, which is part of the healing. That you will operate in a gift of faith and know Georgia's coming out of this. This is going to be fine. So Father, we thank you for the healing that's happening for Georgia right now. She's down in Hull Hospital, she's in the ICU, she's had bleeding in the brain, and she's in a coma. That's the situation, but we're not gonna focus on that. We're gonna focus on Jesus, and he battled, he fought for, he went to war to enable us, to enable us to see victory in this way. And so, Father, right now, we thank you that Georgia, by the stripes of Jesus, by the war he fought, by going through the cross situation and the whipping, the beating and the hanging on the cross, but then rising from the dead and sitting at the right hand of the Father, it is through that victory that you now have victory. And Father, I thank you that right now thou hast the Holy Spirit comes on Georgia. You will heal everything that has been harmed, that her brain will be healed completely, that the bleeding will stop and clear up. And Father, we pray and thank you for medical staff saying, wow, that's an amazing recovery. Wow, that's a miracle. And all of us, church, sat where we are in heavenly places with our Father. We reach out in faith and declare Georgia you are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
praise God. Well, I hope that's really helped you this morning. Uh, again, quite a strong and long teaching, but these are the things that God is giving back to us for these days as we learn to live as church in our neighborhood, in our community that is around us. And it's important that we really take hold of these lessons on the gifts uh, because it's going to become even more important uh, once we are able to gather again. We must never make the gathering church again. I'm not saying we all were in that position, but so often the gathering can become church. We do talk about going to church. We probably won't ever uh, change that language, will we? But uh, it's the, the church is us all the time, 24-7, and it's about being church in our community, in our households, in our house churches, with the gathering being a vital and essential part of that. Absolutely, completely but something that is different. And I think the Lord will have more to say upon us, uh, more to say to us on that matter, so that we can operate in this spirit of wisdom and revelation. So don't get things back to front, as we saw earlier, but instead, trust in the Lord and know it is him, not us trying to make it happen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and you will see that power of the Holy Spirit flow through you. Thank you, everybody, for watching this week. It's great to be back. Kate and, Kate and I had a good few days away over in the Dales. We uh, uh, had a good time just exploring some of the Dales. Maybe tell you a little bit, a bit more about that in future, but not right now because it is time to move on. Um, it's August. We don't have Ignite videos. We don't have J247 videos right now. Uh, we will... We, we may or may not be bringing those back uh, in the immediate future, um, but uh, there won't be a Q&A either this week on Tuesday. I know, strictly speaking, that's the 1st of September, but uh, there won't be a Q&A this week either. It's just part of changing things and rescheduling things. I think we will be having Q&A again. The Church Reset videos are continuing. Uh, brand new one this week. I think you'll like it. Uh, on Acts 17 uh, so keep listening to them and uh, just keep plugged into everything via all the different groups like the prayer room uh, and all the other things that happen in our church life don't say oh I'm feeling disconnected oh I don't know I feel like I'm part of something and, and, and I don't feel in connection make the decision to be connected don't blame somebody else for something but be part of the solution uh, Adrian and Den says thank you Pastor Paul thank you for all the team thank you Adrian and God bless you, everybody, and keep walking with Jesus and choose your path wisely. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.